welcome to episode two of Horror Stories. I'm your host, Kelly, here with my co-host, Sasha Powers. Hi, Sasha. How are you tonight? Hi. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm really excited. Our first episode was so much fun, and we've gotten a lot of really positive responses from our friends, and um, going to get the word out there, but... Uh, Super, super fun. How about you? Have you heard anything about it? Yeah. Uh, any Everybody seemed to be pretty encouraging. It's It's been interesting. I've never done anything like this, for the record. <laughs> so if people uh, pick up on some, I don't know, amateur moves here, <laughs> just, you know, just have some grace. It took me a while to figure out how to edit things, but... And now I know how to do it, and I feel like it's just going to go a lot smoother. Maybe I'll get fancier with it. Who knows? Well, good. I think you did a really great job, and I sure appreciate your help and your technical expertise because, uh, as you know, it's not my thing. I struggle. I struggle. So I'm just glad to have you in my technical corner, and um, also you're a really fun co-host. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I've listened back on the other episode quite a few times, and I have, uh, like I said, I've really enjoyed it. I thought about um, a couple of, like, follow-up questions. In the last episode, we talked about, um, before COVID shut down, you were thinking about getting into the kink scene um, in the on the West Coast, and had signed up to take a class to get into that. Mm-hmm. And that I didn't understand. Could you, as I would listen back, I was thinking, oh, I need to clarify, like, what was that class about? And, and what does that mean? Um, so it was a rigor, like beginning rigor and beginning rope bunny class, basically, <laughs> just getting into the whole um rope thing and I was going with a partner at the time we both we were we were going to be play partners and then COVID hit and things changed but Mm. this was going to be our entry into a community that we were both interested in because they were having um like meetups um what do they call those what do they call like those meetups there's a specific word for it um uh, I have something on the tip of my tongue, and I'm not. <laughs> That's okay. Remembering, it's not like um like a munch. Like let's you know yeah. get together and oh, is that what yeah. it is? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, so my partner was going to be the rigger, and I was gonna be the one getting tied getting up. Tied up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The rope bunny. Yeah. Uh, but that's, you know, I never, I never got back into it once things started opening up just because, you know, life kind of catches up. It was a long chunk of time that even just like having one single partner that you met up with once a week was kind of frowned upon because we were all mm-hmm. under lockdown, especially out here. It was under lockdown for a long time. So, I don't know, maybe in the future I will get back into it 
but mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. now it's been shelved that's okay yeah i've definitely i mentioned uh going to a dungeon and uh having rope appeal to me mm -hmm. and getting home from this trip i went on and going on twistedmonk.com and buying rope um but yeah same thing i've never pursued anything with it i've mentioned it to a couple potential partners but it's just never been anything um i've been to someone's house and uh where they did demos and a little tie up and some stuff but not not anything just myself and a partner um but you know i have the rope in case uh it it happens <laughs> i'm not i'm not looking to be suspended or anything like that um oh. but how it started with me was um seeing this uh person who had this really really cool tie on one of her legs that went all the way from her ankle up to her around her leg and around one leg and around her waist and sort of had a handle on it and her husband happened to be a rigger and I asked her about it and at the dungeon that night he did this tie on me so you're just walking around with this really beautiful decorative rope tie and mine just happened to be with this really cool red rope around just one of my legs and I had that I had uh like thigh highs like fishnets on both legs and some boots on and that's that's the only thing I was wearing that night and I felt pretty fucking good about it if I may say so myself so that was fun that sounds like, but a like I said it was a it was, but it was a really sophisticated kind of fancy decorative tie. So it's not like I can pull somebody off the street and just have him, you know, that's, yeah, it was seen, rare. I'm on uh, kink talk and that was really popular for a while, for a while. People like showing how to make those decorative corsets and stuff and just mm -hmm. wear that as an accessory or an outfit. That's pretty, that's pretty dope. I like it. Yeah, I just think it's kind of neat. It felt very empowering. And I felt, you know, when I saw the woman who had the tie that inspired me to get it in the first place, it was, she was walking around a room and yeah, she just looked really cool. So um, intriguing, very intriguing. Um, anything else that you've like danced on the cusp of kink wise like that that you've wanted to enter into but um, um i mean just like bdsm in general um mm -hmm. i in that same relationship actually uh that partner was experienced i'll say that in quotations experience in uh like dom sub play and so we were discussing going into a contract and doing that whole thing. Um, but again, things mm -hmm. don't go according to plan. I, I will say that it's it has been very difficult for me to find uh, a seasoned and well-versed dom in the kink community. Mm -hmm. 
uh, around here. And I know that that's a pretty common uh, complaint from a lot of subs in general. But uh, yeah, I would love to talk to just like a really seasoned Dom, hopefully in the future, because they just have a mm -hmm. different uh, different way of doing things. It takes a lot of education, I think. Um, but yeah, we were thinking about going into a contract. I reviewed it. I considered it. Um, I did a little bit of, I was on the cusp of it. I was experimenting with that for a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just said something really important, I think. You said it takes a lot of education. Mm -hmm. And I know in the last episode, I mentioned Kink Castle, uh, the armory in San Francisco, and having toured that. And honestly, the most sex positive, sex knowledgeable, like I mentioned, some activists in the arena, people are in the BDSM community. I mean, if you see somebody uh, in a scenario and they're doing it right, the sub is the one in charge. Right. The the sub is the one who they the the dom and the sub have discussed what's going to go down. They've talked about like what's your safe word, how do you feel, what do you sound like, what do you look like when you're experiencing pleasure, what do you sound like, what do you look like when you're experiencing pain. How about when it's too much? Um, uh, what do you like stingy, thuddy? Um, right. Do you like this, that? And it's this whole, it's this whole conversation. It's this whole agreement. And I know at the castle for the performers on kink.com, they would show up for work and there's a list of things and they would have to check which things that they were down to do that day. And during the course of the day, you couldn't, after the day started, add anything to the list. Um, but you could mm -hmm. take anything off the list that you wanted to take off the list. Um, and they have ways of signaling doms when you've got like play where people have sensory deprivation or are tied up in certain ways or whatever, where a sub can signal um and communicate uh in different ways so my point in bringing it up when you said education and bdsm it just made me think like yes these mm -hmm. are the people mm -hmm. they're also the people that get sti tested all the time who are very forward about you know these conversations are very in these communities like um uh it doesn't always happen just in regular walks of life in such a free and easy way. Mm -hmm. um, I had somebody invite me to a gangbang one time for his partner. And uh, I said, well, should we have the conversation now or later? And he knew exactly what I was talking about. Uh, uh, do you have any exposure to blah, 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 STIs? Do you... Uh, when's the last time you were tested? Do you, when do you use protection? When do you not use protection? How? And just those conversations happening before you even enter into a sexual scenario. Right. And um, I think that communication that is really important. It, I'm not going to even say it's an age thing because I don't think it's an age thing. But I would say that there are a lot of uh, people out there that 
have their own personal interests like front and center when it comes to mm-hmm. thinking about BDSM. And so that gets that interferes with being able to be a really proactive and good dom in general. That's what I've experienced is people mm-hmm. that are like, oh, well, I want to do this. I want to do that. Uh, and that oversees what I would what they would get the most out of from me, I guess, because it's something. Right. They're not taking the cues. Right. They're not taking the cues from the sub. And that's the that's a that's not uh, the kind of service top that you want. But it's like it's like you said, it's really hard to find one who super understands and who gets their who gets their pleasure off of um you know seeing the pleasure on your face uh right. seeing the delight or the the reaction from you is is what should feel you know fuel the the good dom so mm-hmm. very interesting very interesting <laughs> Well, I had wondered um, also, should we talk a little bit or would you feel comfortable disclosing how you identify like what your sexual orientation is? Um, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, I would identify as bisexual. Uh, I shouldn't have to put an asterisk to that, but I will in this scenario in that most of my experience has been with men. Um, but I identify as bisexual. What about you? Mm-hmm. You know, I probably similar. I'd say maybe I, I, I cross over to pan, you know, um, uh, but definitely uh, hetero romantic. Like I've never had a girlfriend or, um, you know, somebody on, um, sort of the gender non-binary um as a partner um i've had lovers or um well i've fucked some people but uh didn't (laughs) yeah i haven't had haven't had relationships with anybody but but dudes so yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love men. We do. Oh God, we do. Mm. Yes, we do. Even when well, very for cool. Me, I don't. Even, it's like even when I don't want to love men, I love men. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, and I, I like. I've over the last couple of few years really kind of analyzed um, my relationship with them and have tried to make healthy adjustments within myself so that I'm um, attracting the right kind of people because, uh, you know, we don't need no project. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of, you you did some manifestation powers last week. You should tell us about that. Oh, yes, I, yes, I did. Yes, I did. (laughs) So I had talked in the last episode about being the one sometimes to dream up these fun experiences and I just wasn't going to do it anymore. I wanted to see uh, what, what came my way and I had somebody 
ask me to do something. It was really fun. Like I thought of you to do this thing. It seemed he said it was body. <laughs> like that was one of the things about I, I thought you'd like it, like something <laughs> kind of fun and a little bit wild and interesting and body that you might like. So it was uh, it's happening um, later on this month. And I was, uh, uh, I'm super excited about it. But then in the meantime, um, I think that might be a little bit too long for us to wait to hang out. So we were going to hang out this weekend. So, and it was something that I already had on the books, but he was like, that sounds like fun. Um, so yeah. <laughs> so use your manifestation Come, come play. Come play with me. Yeah. So something super, super fly. So I will, uh, I'll have to, I mean, I know him through friends. I don't, I, it'll, it'll be really fun to get to know him, but he's like a friend of a friend. So, um, uh, you know, I know he's a, a really nice guy who's got a lot of, uh, who hangs out with a lot of cool people. And, um, so it, it's just a recipe for fun. Um, no matter what I'm excited but yes I actually said it and I told him about it before he listened to the first episode that I you know like said it and manifested it before we even really officially put it on the airwaves so if you've got anything to say during the course of this podcast that you would like your dreams to come true as well Sasha you know <laughs> we've got some time here if you want to think about it <laughs> yeah I'll have to think on that one Yes, yes. So anyway, in talking about this, like this is like a, a fun uh, group that we're going to go see, uh, like a, uh, a a fun like musical performance. Um, can you think of a really memorable first date you've had? Oh, my gosh. The first one that comes to mind is not really one that's like, it was wild or crazy or anything. But the person it was it was just a wild card but it was one of the first dates that I ever went on um, from somebody that I met online and I don't even remember if it was through an app or a site like it could have been through like maybe like OkCupid or something which I haven't used in several years but uh I don't remember his name but that's okay but we met up at this like hole in the wall bar um, and we were having a good time. He was, a little, I remember he was being, I was a little bit older than me, maybe like four or five years older than me. I want to say he was like 27 and I was young. I was like 22 maybe. But as I got to know him, he started to tell me about how he got stabbed 27 times at some party and it was like not that long ago it was like a couple of years ago and he showed he was telling me that he went to this party and he got shit face drunk and how he started getting into an argument with somebody in the parking lot and then they turned into a fist fight and then he didn't even realize it but then he looked down and saw that he was stabbed a whole bunch he didn't even feel it and it was like he was telling me this on the first date mm. and i'm sitting there like i will never see you again <laughs> no like that a, is like excuse a, me while i go to the bathroom right, and leave right 
Yeah, totally. And I was young and, you know, they say like, uh, fuck politeness. That was before the fuck Mm. politeness era. And so I agreed and accommodated him and agreed to go to a second location when I shouldn't have and agreed to have more drinks than I should have or was comfortable with. But it ended up fine. I left. Everybody was fine. I never saw him again. I probably mm-hmm. blocked his number immediately after. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel bad about that now. Like, I should just say why I don't want to meet up with him again. But, yeah, that was that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. That's the first one. But I'm sure that there's crazier ones that I've been on. Yeah, and that's easier said than done to, you know, hindsight's always, you can, you can always handle a situation in hindsight in a way that with a perspective that you didn't have. And when you're in a situation like that, especially with somebody that you don't want to upset, or that you think if you try to extricate yourself, it's going to cause a situation. I mean, this is what we do to avoid confrontation is what I'm trying to say. So right. don't beat yourself up um, no matter your age on that right. because it's a different thing when you're sitting there in the moment. It's a very different thing. And there are some people that if you bruise the ego or, you know, you, you could really upset them in a bad way. And somebody who's, um, you know, been in a violent situation like that and, talks about it in such a cavalier way uh, right yeah yeah we're not gonna yeah isn't that wild like it's a it's just another Saturday night (laughs) yeah this is your opportunity to show me what kind of person you are and you decide to tell me that story that's a doozy yeah like I'm going for something a little little lighter yeah 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 easy going yeah I just remember it was like a night that no one else was really out like we were by ourselves in both bars that we went to or else it i would have felt more comfortable being a little bit more confrontational i think because there mm-hmm. was just so many people around me but it was just like me him and the bartender pretty much in both oh. of these settings and i was like trying to i don't know speak uh through the mind into the bartender to be like, hey, mm-hmm. get me out of this situation. But right. I just remember never seeing him ever again. But yeah, that was, I mean, that's pretty mild. It was just a story that he told mm-hmm. me that was just like mm-hmm. wild. But I really can't think of like a crazy first date. What about you? Do you have any first date stories um i a couple things come to mind um i had somebody ask me out in an interesting way one time i was at a bar in kansas city called jj's the one that was there before they had that gas explosion not the new location Mm. do you remember when that happened on the plaza yeah So I was at JJ's and I was on a date and my date went to the bathroom and this guy came up to me and uh, like, can I have your number? Can we go out? Can, and I told him while you were on on another another date. 
Yeah, I'm like, dude's wow. in the bathroom. He's like, well, and he started to come back. He's like, well, what's your name? Where do you work? And, um, you know, I told him my name and where I worked, which happened to be a Kansas City company at the time that had about 25,000 employees and probably 100 locations around Kansas City. No, I'm not kidding. And, uh, and my last name was weird and not easy to spell. And mm-hmm. I'll be goddamned if Monday morning I did not walk in and my phone rang and it was that dude. And I thought, no wow, way. That's- Mm -hmm. (laughs) that that was and this is this was a long time ago this was in this was like 97 98 right yeah so it was really before you had a lot of googling and texting and as much easy accessibility to people as you do today it was just a little bit unusual so um I mean, once we did go out, it was pretty lackluster. That was about, that was the most, that was the most, uh, uh, interesting thing he fucking did. Um, but from, it was all downhill from there. That actually, that reminds me of the story. I was, I went out to dinner with my parents and I want to say that I was 23. I was probably in college or just out of college. We went to dinner and I noticed that there was some of the wait staff like kind of circling our table and just paying attention. Like the the bus boy like stopped by several times throughout the dinner, <laughs> and we're just like, no, we're good. We still have our dishes here, still eating. <laughs> and uh, at like during the check paying process he came over to the table with me and my parents and introduced himself to me and shook my hand and then had a piece of paper like folded up in his hand and he passed his number to me right in front of my parents right in front of my mom and dad (laughs) that's pretty good yeah, I like that it took some strategizing and he had to kind yeah. of walk around. Sounded like maybe he employed some friends to maybe try to right. help him scope out the situation. <laughs> yeah, and I and I like took it and I felt it and I and I like hid it from my parents. Like what? What? I don't know what I'm hiding from my parents, but I'm gonna hide it. He hid it. <laughs> but right. I ended up like, calling him that night, and he said, "I think this is now looking back. I know that this is probably just a line." But he was like, "Oh well." I heard you were talking about me through the waiter who's my cousin. And I was like, that's funny because I didn't know you existed. I just knew you kept on coming over to the table. (laughs) 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 Me unaware of anything going on. Um, Right. Nothing really happened from that. But I will always remember that. Somebody it's hilarious that it happened number. right in front of your parents in the yeah. in the palm like he palmed the, palm. the number with a paper exactly. Ooh, that's some that's playa playa yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not his first that's time so funny <laughs> no he's done that before he had to figure out just the right sweat ratio to keep that paper where it needed to stay until right? you were ready to grab it and <laughs> Is she going to get it? Is she going to casually take it? I mean, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of risk involved in that move right? there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Touche. Mm-hmm. 
Touche. Yeah, touche. I really should have given him more props for that. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That's good. Uh, resourceful. Resourceful. Well, the last time um, uh, we chatted, I mentioned uh, this podcast being born of, you know, the fact that I like the I like the genre. I like the podcast genre. Um, do you, are you a podcast listener? Yeah, actually, I think you've introduced me to most of the podcasts that I listen to, but I'm also an internet girl. So like I listen to a lot of YouTube based podcasts, uh, on top of, you know, some of my own interests, but I listen to Dan Savage a lot. You're the one that introduced me to that podcast. Um, Mm -hmm, the Savage Love cast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I used to do, like, the My Favorite Murder and all those True Crime podcasts, but uh, they just got so big. They're all really big and really commercial mm-hmm. almost now that I just haven't really um, continued that. But I listen to a lot of podcasts, but they're mostly internet world, the YouTube world. I like. Oh, that's different than my world. Mm-hmm. So when you're listening to these, are you also watching the person talk? Is it like right. a. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a podcast, but it's like what we're doing right now, but they can, and they can see the video. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, listen to me. I'm like, hmm, what's this? <laughs> I didn't know of this. I mean, I've heard, I, I Google some things on YouTube sometimes to figure out how to. You know, install oh, a garbage a whole disposal out there. or there's whatever. There's a whole culture. Mm. Uh, yeah. Hey. Very cool. All Killa No Filla is a true crime one that's still pretty good and pretty small um, with Rachel Fairburn and Carrie Pritchard McLean, who you probably, they're in the UK. Um, one's from Manchester, uh in England and the others uh, from Wales. And I really enjoy their banter. They are comedians and performers and they're really, really good. Um, As you mentioned, the Savage Love cast is always gonna be uh, one of my tops. Like when I see that on Tuesdays, it's usually the first thing I listen to on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, just for those who don't know, Dan Savage is a relationship and sex advice columnist and has been for probably 40 years. And he started uh, writing a column giving sex advice to straight people. He himself is gay. So that was the bend. And it's just, um, it, it's a whole thing. Like it, it exposes you to different uh, relationship models and um, um, people maneuvering uh, these different uh, sex scenarios and uh, how to deal with family members and your sexuality and it's it's just a good it's a good one I definitely recommend it um, it all started with this American life though it all started with Ira Glass um, 
back in the day on NPR where, you know, you're sitting parked in the driveway and you can't go inside because the episode's not over yet and you got to find out how it ended. Like the house on Loon Lake, there's one called Notes on Camp, Um, there's one called 24 Hours at the Golden Apple where he goes to this diner in Chicago and just tapes people for 24 hours and just the goings on in this diner. So I love, love that one. I've recently started listening, probably one of my favorites right now. And oh my gosh, it's hilarious. It's called The Fuckery with Leslie Jones. Oh my God, have you heard about it, Sasha? Oh, she's so good. Oh, she's she's so good in this podcast. She's got such a great podcast presence. She's 100% real all the time. She's just, I mean, she's fucking phenomenal. So... I'm gonna Those have to check that one out. I don't know if I've seen her. She she has a TikTok that is absolutely hilarious, and she was covering the Olympics for a, a long time. <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I saw that, and she, yeah. she did that, and I loved her um, Game of Thrones recaps. Oh, those I didn't see always, those. I'll have to check those out. Yeah, she had some really, really, really great uh, Game of Thrones commentary. You can imagine. Um, so super fun. I mentioned what the fuck or what the fuck with Mark Marin is always going to be one of my tops. And there's another one called it's all bad. That's about drug addiction, recovery, and these guys on the West coast. And it's, it's a really, it's another really good podcast. Yeah. They always you ask always at the, the end of I'm going to write these down. Well, thank Take you. Take notes, people. I, I will. I will. I'll send you the snaps of my notes. <laughs> but I uh, I like that one. Um, yeah, It's All Bad is a really good one. At the end of the podcast, they always ask a couple questions. They ask the guests, have you ever seen a ghost? And that always elicits some interesting answers. And then they always ask, like, have you ever smoked PCP? <laughs> <laughs> but it's called it's a, it's all bad it's it's a it's a it's definitely worth a listen so once again obviously huge fan of the genre genre and um you know that's kind of, i was thinking about some of these as we were entering into ours and how we're going to shape it and form it so we'll definitely take some inspiration from some stuff that that we're already listening to so uh, you got any horror stories from the week? Uh, um, oh, I have a continuation of a story that I referenced last podcast about. I talked about going up into the mountains and doing some hallucinogens. And uh, it was like a, led by these shamans. And it was like a really spiritual Mm-hmm. like uh ceremony and well this week i got ex- i basically found out that the head shaman that trained these healers that i worked with um is getting investigated for potential manslaughter because a, a ceremony went awry for a really it kind of freakish way but basically this girl ended up um 
doing hape, which is like a sacred tobacco and ash, like kind of grinded together, and they you inhale it by somebody like blowing a dosage up your sinuses, and it's really intense.、Mm. Um, but it's technically it's only it's only tobacco.、Uh, it's not like a hallucinogen or anything. It's not laced with anything.、Um, But she had asthma, and she and something happened. There was a complication with、mm. her health, and it was a really unfortunate accident. But then it started this whole conversation、wow. of like plastic shamans out here, and、mm. uh, basically, there's just a bunch of people that are profiting off of these like really sacred、um, ceremonies, and、uh, I just wanted. To, like to mention that because when it comes to these types of ceremonies, I'm not saying that the healers that I worked with are anything similar to this, and and everybody seems to have like well intentions, but these people need to be really educated about people's health, and、mm-hmm. um, you know, so I know I mentioned it and it was all fun and giggles, but you know, be really mindful of these <laughs> things before you're going in about your own personal health. In your body before consuming these sacred medicines, because they can be very dangerous.、Um, Good point. And also, just you know, be aware of the intentions of the people that you're getting these ceremonies from. Mm-hmm.、Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know what's truth.、Good、I don't、point. know what's not truth. But it was really eye-opening for me. Because there's just so many, I I don't want to say trends, but but sort of trends that go on out here that seem really well intended, and then when you look a little bit deeper, it's like, oh wow, this is way more intense than I thought it would be. <laughs> so right, like sounds like a cult. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, sounds like a cult, pretty much. Yeah, that's another really really great podcast. Sounds like、yeah. a cult. And I'd be willing if I look down the playlist. I've probably listened to one about this sort of topic before, because you can see how,、uh, yeah, you'd have people kind of appropriating these、mm-hmm. ceremonies that indigenous people have been having for ages, and it turns into.、Um, Like some kind of drug free for all, and the whole yeah, point、grab. is lost. Yeah, cash grab,、mm-hmm. drug grab, and the and really、um, not the intention of the people that employed these things as sacred ceremony. You know what I mean? Right.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are good points. Good points. <laughs> that I... was that was one of the <laughs> points. And then you know, on a lighter note,、uh, I I went up to the Bay Area last weekend with my dog, and I live alone、uh, in an apartment, and so I it's easier for me to just travel with my dog than to board her up. I just she gets stressed out. I stress out because she's stressed out. I'm an I'm a helicopter mom. What can I say? <laughs> But、uh, we left and we went up to the Bay Area, and 
came back to mouse droppings in my apartment and I have oh god never had to deal with that situation by myself and so I that like fueled this whole um reorganization of my kitchen I bought all this like um mason jars to store all my grains and all like it's all very uh pinteresty now or yeah <laughs> it, i just like re the mouse made me clean everything and sanitize everything and we're working on that i actually haven't had any signs of anything since thank god yeah it's so. undeniable like you can't even fool yourself about it you mm -hmm. can't try to lie to yourself like it's right. a this or that like it's undeniable it's like in front of your face yeah and it's in front of your face and it's like it, if they get in a drawer it means like washing every i mean it's over and over i had mm -hmm. uh one in my house this last winter and it was the same thing like oh my god mm -hmm. like really mm -hmm. upsetting so i feel for you and um you feel like you yeah but it made me it made me redo my whole kitchen so now i walk in there and i feel good and it looks pretty <laughs> so yeah you know that's a positive there was a nice little turnaround from the mouse i am still freaked out and i was tempted to just like mop the floor and then like take my dog and brush my dog in the middle of the kitchen just to have her her scent and her smell right just consume the entire floor and right like I, stay away this is a terrier breed who will you know right. who has right. lines of lineage to find you go away exactly. little mouse yeah go into the field yeah yeah not that there's a lot of those where you live <laughs> <laughs> open not very many open fields by yeah. the ocean but yeah that's traumatizing i'm glad you uh got it got it taken care of awesome um what about I'm you to think what's happening I've... with your week some highlights gosh it's been busy but it's gone kind of quickly and been busy with stuff that's like not so glamorous i'm an artist and i've uh been it's my busy season we're talking about the holidays coming up so i'm in full force with that and uh finally got some things in the kiln tonight i'm gonna go to some like uh like exercise movement class with one of my friends tomorrow night you know i don't usually like those things but i dig this chick and she's so fun to hang out with we hung out today and went to a really neat italian restaurant i had never been have you ever been to anthony's in kansas city like it's not far out of the river market it's just south of the river market over by grand slam liquor where ain't nothing good happening mm -hmm. at grand slam liquor you know they've <laughs> I don't got think I've like um deviled eggs or not deviled eggs but like eggs in a jar and like on the counter that's that kind of place i know you're looking at me but that was the thing back in the day where you could get Eggs like a boiled a egg out of a giant jar yes they had it in bars sometimes and i'm pretty sure i saw one of those in grand slam liquors back in the back in the late 80s i'm just saying i don't know if that same jar is still there but i would not be surprised <laughs> <laughs> so it's over by grand anyway it's over by grand slam <laughs> So don't miss it. It's really, really good. 
So go in there, do it a movement class, and then um, uh, the thing I'm doing Saturday with my new friend is a historic homes tour, which you know how I feel about going into old houses. Mm. I love it. Yes. So that'll be that'll be a super blast. But I didn't do anything really hoary this week, or um, um, but it's not over yet. The, yeah. The week's not over. You know, like right. I said, the weekend hasn't even this begun. Weekend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this was another fun one. Um, yeah. We've had. I've I've gotten a couple reviews for the first one I mentioned in the beginning. I was hearing some good things. And uh, one of the reviews that I received was, it's great. When are you going to, when does episode two come out? So we've, that's what we're doing right now, recording the, yeah, the second one. So yeah, thanks for hanging in there with us. If you gotten this far and um, I, I can't wait to do it again with you, Sasha. Do you have anything else to talk about before we sign off? Um, just a reminder that we are taking any and all stories, um, questions, uh, I don't, relationship questions, it can be anything. Um, so you can email us at horrorstories at gmail.com. That's W-H-O-R-E-O-R-S-T-O-R-I-E-S at gmail.com. Uh, great. Yeah. Send him in if you want a little advice. Yeah. If you want to tell us about something wild, tell us about one of your crazy first dates. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, let us know. Or how people have asked you out. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Right. Has anybody ever palmed a number in front of your parents? That's another great story that I've never heard. That's two for two. I love it. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. Well, great. Well, we'll be coming at you again soon. And we appreciate you tuning in. And thank you for joining Horror Stories. I'm your host, Kelly, with my co-host, Sasha Powers. And thanks for joining Horror Stories. Appreciate y'all and have a good one. Bye, guys. Bye. listening to horror stories tales of the hustle inspire us if you'd like to share a horror story hit us up on our email at horrorstories at gmail.com that's w-h-o-r-e-o-r-s-t-o-r-i-e-s at gmail.com thanks for listening